Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping their wings on well my wife says the birds with friends listeners are getting the real me you know at at times she says what are you doing you're like letting too much of yourself out there you you sound crazy definitely don't recommend that so uh the birds with friends listeners should have an appreciation for it hello everybody and welcome to birds with friends on a wednesday evening a classic edition of birds with friends no video straight audio bo wolf coming at you with Shilka Padia and Zach Berman, Marissa Morris making the magic happen. And everybody wants to know, on this Wednesday evening, the eve of the final edition of the position-by-position free agency previews, Shiel, how you doing? I feel like I've reached the final stage of hashtag dad life. Do you know what that is? You guys, You guys might not be there yet. Does that have anything to do with what happened to me yesterday morning when I was waking up and yawning and stretching and uh, strained my neck doing oh, that. Gosh, then uh, <laughs> I still does, got a stiff neck. Uh, so it, it really not, feels like this is the flu game for me. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no that that happens. I would say early in the stages of dad life. This is why I'm constantly stretching throughout my house whenever I have a a time to myself. Especially that neck. You got to do some neck rolls every morning. You know, reach those fingertips to the ground and do some neck rolls. That'll help with that because that can be annoying. But the final stage of, of hashtag dad life is this. You, you get obsessed with counting your steps. Mm. Uh, have you guys had, had this yet? No. Zach, you're a step counter, aren't you? Or yeah. No? Yes, I am. Yes, I had I a step okay. conversation last night with my sister, but, but I have not resorted to, to counting yet. Yeah, so this is this is like a, like like my whole day. Basically, my primary focus is making sure that these steps that are on this you know thing that I'm wearing on my wrist. It, it automatically gave me a goal. It was uh, gifted to me, and it gave me a goal, and then it keeps increasing your goal. Really? And so and so uh, earlier this week, I was at uh, I I was busy doing one of these free agency previews. It was getting late. And I mean, I'm like 6,000, 7,000 steps away and I still have to write. And so I'm writing and I go down, I'm like getting ready to go downstairs. It's 10 o'clock and I'm like, I got to finish writing this. And then I need to like jump on the elliptical or something and get this step goal. And my wife's like, hey, you could, you could skip one day. I'm like, I'm at like 50, t- it congratulates me, 57 straight days. I'm like, I can't be throwing that 57. out the window. 57? 
Uh, well, I trust me, it's not a high goal, and it's, but it does keep increasing it. And so I finish my thing, and it's eleven o'clock, and I'm on the elliptical like a madman. <laughs> I'm just I'm watching a curfew enthusiasm, just trying to get these steps in so that I can finally get it. And then I and then I got it. And so yeah, now I'm at. Um, 63 or 64, but it becomes this obsession. And I remember in the past, there would be middle-aged men, you know, telling me, oh, I got this many steps in today. And I'd be like, you know, who cares? Why are you telling me this? And uh, well, now I am that guy. Well, I think it's perfect. It plays into your innate competitiveness, which we all know you, you certainly have. So that's good. They're, they're gaming the system for you. And there's another nice life hack, I think, that I have learned from this, which is that... Uh, Give the give the counter to uh, Naya or Leela and let them no. run around for a little although, bit. Although although she does have like a kid thing where so we were competing, but I found that you know we've had a lot of talk about the mid afternoon caffeine jolt. Like mm. what's good for that? Do you do a coffee, an espresso, a tea? Uh, I've been going outside like after lunch and doing like a half an hour walk and listening to a podcast, and I feel like it invigorates me quite a bit. What do you think? A little I vitamin like it. D. Little vitamin yeah. D uh, in your system, and the other one is, and, and I was on a call with you guys today. Anytime I'm on a call where I don't have to like take notes, mm. I, I I just go outside and I walk. It makes it a much more pleasant experience. I find. I was actually wondering what the uh, what the protocol is there when when some people have the video up. Are you required to have the video up? Are you not supposed to have the video up? What's the, you know? This is very like now this call we were on today. There, I didn't even realize there was video capability. Although there yes. was one point where I heard someone reference it, I just I just dialed right into the number. Yeah, the uh, yeah, the, the Google Hangout that Google. Yeah, uh, the, it was Google thing. Meet. The yeah. two of you were were not on video. <laughs> uh, I was on video with the editors. Oh really? <laughs> yes. That's yes. very funny. And how was that for you? I mean, it was it was fine. You have to be more cognizant of 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 where you are and you know, like your background and like making sure your eyes are on the screen as opposed to looking down at your phone or something like that. But yeah, it's fine. Well, you've brought this up previously during the pandemic, Zach, and you're you're absolutely correct with this. Is that whoever is setting up the call needs to be very clear: is this a call yes. or is this a video call? Mm-hmm. Those are two. Totally different things. And you can, you know, even podcast hosts, if you're, if you're asking someone to be a guest on your podcast, you need to tell them, you know, if if you are someone who likes to do a zoom where you look at the person, you got to let them know. You can't just be, uh, you know, three seconds before say, Hey, can you turn your video on? I mean, that that's, we should be better than that by now, one year into a pandemic. I agree. I agree there. And especially because you know, when the video's on, like, like for instance, tonight, the video's uh, not on, so I have my so laptop. No, in f- <laughs> no, no, I have my laptop in front of me, and so I, I might be, like, checking a score out or something during the podcast, uh, but, but when we're on video, it's like your eyes have to be on the screen at all times. Don't give me a don't give me a sixer score. I'm gonna be tuning in after uh after the podcast. So don't ruin it. Good to know that that Zach is taking every excuse he can to not listen to this podcast as Uh, we as we record it. Yeah, I was gonna say my mind is wandering and I'm checking stuff even when we're on video. So I I don't think you need to be shy about that. Yeah, I I look forward to the to the for the three of you who are gonna leave a review and (laughs) complain about this opening. Oh, I tuned in and (laughs) six minutes in, they didn't even talk about the Eagles. She was talking about his steps. They it was was terrible. You know what? Find another podcast. (laughs) Uh, Bones, uh, political takes. Oh my goodness, Uh, Ted Ted Cruz. Okay, 
I'm uh, very well. grateful for our listeners, so we will talk about the Eagles today. <laughs> okay. Well, we will talk about the Eagles in this episode. Shield is on day 64 of hitting his step goals. Well, we're going to go through 64 potential mm-hmm. Eagles free agent signings and crown a champion as the most likely Eagles signing in Quackatology, our free agent Quackatology. We'll talk a little bit about Zach's 10-step plan for the Eagles offseason, but we should start, uh, as we do in getting into the news, by sending it over to the Stone Cold Newsman. Uh, there's not much news tonight. The The only uh, topic that is is worth the, is worth bringing up is that Derek Gunn reports that the Eagles are working on restructuring Brandon Graham's contract. Doing so obviously would ensure that Brandon Graham is here in 2022, oh, in in 2021, I should say, and also opens up the possibility that he could be in Philadelphia beyond 2021. So uh, that is certainly something to watch as the Eagles. Now, Zach, continue. how do you feel about this? Did you Do you feel like you got scooped on this because you had a Brandon Graham story come out today? I... I did not look at it in in that way. I suppose I did. I mean, I, I well, just uh, knowing your mind. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I I asked him ab- about his his future. He was he was very clear with me that uh, it was pretty clear from the story that you wrote that that uh, this was coming down the pike. That he that he, that he wants to be in Philadelphia. Yeah, and that he expected to be in Philadelphia. That he he wasn't looking at a scenario in which he he would be traded. Uh, or anything like that, and and the reality is, given the way the contract is structured, uh, this is is the best solution, not just for Brandon wanting to stay here, but also because they would have had the if their plan was to trade him after June first, they would have had to carry that full salary into the new league year, or that full cap hit, I should say, and uh, and and that would have been burdensome. So. But in did their, Brandon do his homework and know that that's what you proposed in your offseason plan? Uh, uh, Brandon did not bring that up. Uh, <laughs> so, and, and and by the way, if that was not a reflection of Brandon, it was it, it was it frankly was a reflection of Brandon in the sense that I thought he would he would be better served rushing the passer on a team that has a better chance of of winning this year. But uh, Brandon's very loyal to the Eagles. He's he's planted his roots here. He wants to be in Philadelphia and. It certainly sounds like he's going to be in Philadelphia. Well, and his is one of the few uh, of the many promised restructures that are coming this offseason that is probably going to include an extension as well. Um, that's going to add an, an extra year, I think. So it is it is a, a little bit more newsworthy than like when uh, Lane Johnson or Javon Hargraves gets their, their contract restructured later. But I'm, I'm fascinated by what's going to happen with Barnett. And well, Josh Sweat's going to be on the team this year, but but what happens after the season with Sweat, right? Because if Graham's going to be here in 2022, uh, then it's going to take one of those guys signing a contract and being willing to be a backup, right? Presumably Josh Sweat, unless Brandon Graham takes a back seat next season. Uh, regardless, if you just look at the money that the Eagles will have tied up into Brandon Graham next year. Uh, assuming there's an extension component of it, can they extend both Barnett and Sweat? That that's going to be a fascinating subplot here. I think they can. Uh, you're right that it is going to be interesting. I think that Graham is. I mean, even in the answers he's given to you in that story, Zach. Like, I think he's. I think he's the perfect 
veteran to carry forward in a rebuild. Like I think he's going to be a good soldier about about things if he ends up having to cede playing time to uh, Barnett and Sweat. I think I think he will be fine with that. Agreed, but but also from a cost perspective too, right? Because sure. you know he'll be. I I imagine even in twenty twenty two there'll be a double digit cap hit there. In terms of well, it's more than double digit, um, over ten million cap hit there, and <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that would be a bargain right there. And and so, what does that mean for a potential sweat deal and a potential Barnett deal? Uh, I'm I'm just I'm I'm very curious to see what the direction is at defensive end, and most immediately, what happens with Derek Barnett. Yeah, I think that's the big one, Barnett. You know, obviously, an extension could happen uh, this offseason. Sweat, it's like, let's see where we're at a year from now. You know, he's uh, he's got to stay healthy uh, another year. I mean, this is a player who has not played 40% of the snaps in a single season. I really liked what I saw from him last year, really the last two years. He's certainly been a productive rotational player. But uh, to go from that to being a starter who is like a, uh, you know, a 10-sack guy is a uh, – there, there's a step that needs to be made there. And will he even be given that opportunity in terms of playing time? So I think that's a, you know, one, you just wait and see where you are with it um, next year. And and as like the Eagles would certainly describe if they were to give a press conference, you know, Zach, it's a good problem to have. Mm. And as, as longtime birds with friends, listeners know, anytime a coach or GM says it's a good problem to have, it's a bad problem to have. <laughs> yes. Potentially within a calendar year, you lose your franchise quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> yes. Right. That is true. Yes. I, I know exactly. Was that a good problem to have? Is it, is did they say that? Uh, it feels like they would have said that, don't you? They think? would have said it. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly don't even two remember. Yeah. Come yeah. on. They probably said it. They said it at the beginning of the off season. We've got two okay. good. We've got two starting caliber quarterbacks. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, what do you guys think about the Barnett thing? Because I think we all agree uh, that if it was us in charge we would be extending Derek Barnett, uh, lowering his 2020 cap number, 2021 cap number rather, um, because he is one of the few good starting caliber young players they have on the roster. But I haven't, you know, we, we haven't heard much, uh, much scuttlebutt about this as the new league year looms. Do you think there's a chance that they do trade him? Uh, sorry, I just did a search for good problem to have in my Gmail. Okay. And, uh, and it's funny because the first one from a press conference was to Jim Schwartz, where he was being asked about Gennard Avery. Gennard uh, <laughs> <laughs> Avery being healthy and asked if it's a good problem to have to have five healthy defensive ends. And he said... <laughs> And he said, sometimes it's a good problem to have. We've had plenty of times where it's been like, man, we don't have enough guys to be able to take reps off and keep guys fresh. So Jim Schwartz, I think, is in our, um, yeah. you know, he feels like us. That is generally not uh, when someone says it's a good problem to have. It's not a good problem to have. Now, the one before that was uh, for Howie Roseman. And <laughs> my God. It, it's just funny how much like the day-to-day stuff, uh, you know, we, we, we focus on it on this show with, with all the shows during the season. And then you look at it months later. And so this one was to Howie Roseman in September of 2018. How different is it for you guys being last in the waiver claim priority? <laughs> <laughs> Does it make it tough to claim a bunch of guys? And Howie Roseman said, yeah, it's a good problem to have. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway, we could really just do the whole show. I've got a lot of these. If you yeah. guys want to scrap everything else, I'm going back to as far back as it looks like I've got a, I've got an Andy Reid one in here. Wow. From 2012. I've got a Bill Davis. I've got a couple of Bill Davis ones in here. Uh, let's see. Chip Kelly, it looks like, said it uh, at least a couple times. So, um, you know, you just let me know throughout the show if you want me to pull up one of those bad boys. Man, if I've you want to drop them in any time, go ahead. I have a Doug Peterson one here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Barnett, um, I don't know. You're right. There, there's there been very little uh, said about it. I mean, I, I think an extension certainly is more likely than a trade, but we sort of have to see. You know, you look at the uh, edge rushers in this class. It's a pretty talented group. I don't know what the right comp is. Is it somebody like a Carl Lawson, uh, you know, who I think would be in sort of the second tier of pass rushers who's had a lot of quarterback hits, but he had just five and a half sacks last year. He's 26 years old. You know, that, that might be a player to keep an eye on in free agency. What does he get? And, uh, and would Derek Barnett get something similar? I know I've mentioned um, Dante Fowler before he got a three year, $45 million deal last off season. Maybe that's a little bit on the high end for somebody like Derek Barnett, but I think you're definitely looking at double digits. It's just a matter of between 11 and 15 million. Uh, where in that range would Derek Barnett come in at and how motivated is he? Because remember he could just say, uh, thanks, but you know, if you're right. offering me uh, 11 million, I don't think so. I'll just play this year, uh, for 10 million and then I will hit free agency during the off season and I'll be uh, in sort of test the market and really find out what my value uh, is then. I, w- I would be surprised if, if he played the year on the $10 million fifth year option. Uh, Me too. Yeah. I, I would think that there would be they a, need the space. an extension or there would be a trade. Yeah. Now the thing is, is, is that they would go into, you know, unless this, this trade occurred before March 17th, then they would have to carry that salary into the new league year. And so they would have to do other maneuvering. Um, that being said, you can be compliant at the start and then open up space thereafter. There's there's a handful of things. Like I I think that, and I don't mean to to, to go on a, on a tangent, but I, I think that the cap problems, even though they are real, I, I think like how they're going to do it can be overstated because the team's not going to wake up and, and realize this. Like, like they have... Uh, you know, you know, they, 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 they know different ways to open up space. I, I just don't know how much space they can open, but I, I, I would think that either sign him to an extension or trade him, but I don't see him coming back at, at the $10 million fifth year option. Maybe you do trade him. Maybe trading him is, is a, is a smart, um, forward thinking move. You know, I, I think he's a, he's a good player. What do you think his ceiling is? Like, like how many double digit sack seasons do you think Derek Barnett's going to ha- have by the time his career's over? Two. Yeah. One or two. Yeah. I, I guess I, he, I, yeah. Yeah. He, he, how, he's around there. I, I mean, Brandon Graham didn't get his first one until year 11. How many pro bowls do you think Derek Barnett will make when, by the time his career's over? None. 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 Okay. All right. So if that's the case, I mean, do you really want to be in a rush to, uh, it's hard because they don't have any good players who are under 25 no, they have none. and he's one of them. But is that a reason, to, you know, is that a reason to lock up money to him? And especially when I do these free agency rankings every year, like the one area where there's always veterans available on one year deals is the edge rush market. I mean, you know, you can That's get, true. you can get like competent 
starting caliber, like a guy, you know, Danico Autry, right? He's 31 years old. He had seven and a half sacks last year. And so like that's similar production probably to a guy like Derek Barnett. And you're not going to be tying up money into him for uh, multiple years. He's, you know, he's probably going to get a short-term deal. He's going to be less expensive. And those guys are typically available, it seems like, every year. So if you want to get more bites at the apple in the draft, uh, you know, maybe, and, and Derek Barnett says, I want a big contract this year. Otherwise, I'll just play out the extension. Uh, maybe it's not a bad move to, to go Well, you tell me what you think Derek the trade Barnett. market would be for him. I was just I was just trying to think of that. Well, uh, you know, Yannick and Gakwe last offseason got a second and a fifth uh, from the Vikings, and uh, Barnett has not been as productive as Yannick and Gakwe. But it is a tricky market because Frank Clark, previously, you know, he he was part of a tag and trade, and he got like I, I think multiple picks, including I, I believe a first rounder. And so um, I think a second, you know, could you get a second round pick? I don't think for Derek so. Barnett. You don't think so? I don't know. Maybe. I was four years old. He's not expensive for next year. Remember, if you're if you're a team that wants a starting deep a uh, starting edge rusher and uh, and you don't want to spend big in free agency, then Derek Barnett at ten million doesn't look bad for next year. And you know what? If he plays lights out. You can extend him. You can tag him. You can tag and trade him. You have like options. It's not like he's just going to walk uh, for nothing. So I, I would think a second or a third round pick doesn't sound crazy to me. And and if he's good, you would you in theory would get a comp pick unless you're a team that's that's a big spending team, right? You know. So I'm yeah. still I'm I'm keeping him. Um, okay. Because uh, even though Graham might be sticking around, you can't be counting on him. I would rather have you know. I think you don't you don't have to make this decision right now, but I would rather uh, water gun to my head commit to Barnett over Sweat at this point. Um, and you know <laughs> we've been talking about it. Like there, yes, there are there's an opportunity cost, and you you could get something for him that would be valuable. But I mean, there is like who are you building around? There's there's nobody on this roster that like you can project to being on this team in two years as a member of like a playoff caliber team. And I think Barnett is one of the very few guys who could be that. So, well, this is kind of my issue. And, and as we'll talk about the, the free agents, uh, it's like, what should they be looking for right now? Let, let me ask you guys that question. All right. You go into free agency. You don't have a lot a of good, money. This is a good primer for quackatology. Yeah. Let's say you have some money, you know, most years, you have a plan, right? You can say, well, we're going to be a competitive team. If things fall our way, maybe we make a playoff run and here are our positions of need. It's like, it's not that complicated. Other times you say, well, you know, we're not there yet, but um, we have a lot of cap space. Let's add, so, you know, just kind of go big on some of the young talent, right? Like a Brandon Brooks type guy they signed in in 2016 Rodney McLeod you're saying all right these are young players who we think are very good in their prime we're gonna have to pay but that's okay we don't mind paying they're in neither of those positions and so as we I look at this list and like I'm trying to figure out who are they going to sign uh, I have a hard time figuring out what types of players should they even be interested in this offseason so I've been thinking about this um and it, it won't surprise some people but like they shouldn't be signing. I don't think they should be signing anybody like the first four days of free agency. I think they need to be patient and let things come to them. And I don't think they should be signing anybody um, like the people, whatever 
two or three or four people they can sign for like multiple million dollar deals. I don't think any of those players should be with 2021 in mind. Like, I don't think you should be spending one of your few chits on Jacoby Brissett, Brissett because you want to have a, a good enough backup for Jalen Hurts if he goes down. Um, I think they need to be taking swings on guys who are uh, younger, you know, in that 27, 28 range who have a chance to be a part of a good team in two years. That's sort of the way that I think they should be thinking about things. Yeah, I I would say that I would take big swings. Uh, who has like 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 what discounts can you find? You're not gonna. I I don't think you can get the Brandon Brooks Rodney McLeod types. Clearly, they 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 don't have that type of cap space. I think what you're looking for is someone who is is uh, a talented player whose stock is low, uh, who's looking for that one-year show-me deal, and he plays well for you, and then you can extend him going forward. Um, That's why in that blueprint I did, it was players coming off season-ending injuries, right? Uh, So Malik Hooker was was one. Gary and Conley was one. Now I put Tyrell Williams there. He got paid, or I I shouldn't say paid big, but he got over $5 million. So... Yeah, I don't we know. Don't, I guess we don't know, but up to six point five. That I feel like yeah. the up to is doing a lot of work there. Uh, That's could, true. It could end up Anytime like it's up to, it's yeah. a terrible deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's true. probably like a two million dollar deal, <laughs> but uh, still. But it's it's that type of player that that I would target for the Eagles this year. I I would swing for the fences. But if you're swinging for the fences, I'm I'm signing guys to two year deals. You know, I want to be able to. I want to yeah, be able I would, to. Yeah. To yeah, have I would, the upside baked say, in. Right. If you can, if you can get uh, younger players uh, who are not going to have big markets, but maybe you see some upside there, and you can get them on multi-year deals, where if it works out, then in year two and year three, you have a player who is uh, performing ahead of his what you're paying him. Uh, I think that would be the goal. But but Zach, I mean, I think Zach is right too. You know, if if you're just taking some flyers, I don't want to tie anything up. Basically, I, I don't want to give out any guarantees or do anything in my cap for 2022 and beyond because I have no idea how this oh, thing's yeah, going to go, w- what it's going to look like um, a year from now. So uh, yeah, there there are going to be a, a, you know a significant amount of players. It looks like who will be cut, uh, who will be released here in the next week and will add to the market and yeah i think just wait i mean let's see let all let all the big players go out off the market see who's left sign some low-level deals and then figure it out from there and i think that you know they really don't have that much of a choice in it that's probably what they will end up doing customers are rushing to your store do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. 
Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Well, let's get right into it. we got a lot of guys to talk about here. With oh, the uh, the maven of the free agency previews, we are uh, very fortunate to have Shil Kapadia on the show to guide us through here. So we will begin the 64-player tournament. And again, we are deciding who we think the Eagles are, are likeliest to sign among these free agents. And I'm telling you, this is a star-studded list of free agents to be. We begin with So a... what, we all, we all vote and two verse one, that person Correct. advances? Okay, Correct. all right. Uh, we begin with a matchup of backup quarterbacks. Are the Eagles more likely to sign Jacoby Brissett? Why am I having such trouble with Brissett? Yeah, I don't know. It's Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, no, I don't know I what don't know. I don't know what specifically uh, is is throwing me off. Brissett. or former Forty ers backup C.J. Beathard, who is twenty seven. Brissett, twenty eight. I, w- I would go Jacoby Brissett. I know he costs more, but the familiarity with the scheme, the, the possibility uh, to have him play, I would go Brissett. I would agree. I think I think it is probably Brissett, but we sort of talked about this. I don't know if it was last pod or the one the pod before. Like, if the Eagles really only have a little bit of money to spend, why should they spend a significant chunk of that on backup quarterback when this season doesn't matter? They shouldn't. You said what's more likely. I don't think yeah. they should. Okay. I, I totally agree with that. And I think he's going to have a market where he's going to be one of the better paid backups in the NFL. Like I said, the guy wasn't terrible when he was a starter. He's a, he's a, He seems like a great teammate. He's 28 years old. Like if you're the 49ers and you're sticking with Jimmy G and you need a good backup, everyone's like saying, oh, Andy Dalton. I would rather have Brissett than Andy Dalton. And I think yeah, other what teams... what is this Dalton hype? Didn't anybody watch him Dal- last that, year? That, he was Andy terrible. Andy Dalton is done. I'm so sick of <laughs> Let's stop. What are we talking about here with this guy? Yeah, really? Who watched him on a team with those receivers? I totally agree. The guy, the guy stunk. I mean, yeah. So... Um, I don't know if it's the 49ers or basically if you're a team that is worried about your starter going down or you think you might be competitive with your starter, but you're not totally uh, sold on him, then I think Brissett makes a lot of sense. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to spend that money. I would not go that route, but, I mean, C.J. Beathard, get out of here. Okay, fair enough. Uh, next up, the final matchup of backup quarterbacks, or maybe one of them you view as a starting caliber quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick or Tarod Taylor. Oh my gosh, it's like the most fun backup against and, and by the way, there's this Twitter account. Did you guys see this? Yeah, I, I did. did. I did. There's a Twitter account. I like the idea, you know, the tw- I'm not going to give it a plug yet because I we need to make some uh requests and the Twitter account basically quotes us um you just know, started. Ju- yeah. Yeah, and just says like here's what they said on the show, which you know, is a fun idea, but come on, you don't need to be tagging Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I agree. To my Quote, I, you know, leave you people did crush out of him, it. But he doesn't need to be, yeah, he doesn't need to be bothered by that. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you don't need to get other people involved. So that would be my only request. So if you're able to do that, then, uh, you know, maybe we'll give you a little bit of juice. Um, all right. More likely, I would say, would be Tyrod Taylor. 
you got the Shane Steichen connection. So, you know, if you're bringing in somebody to teach the offense, I guess that's the, that's the sell. Oh, that's yeah. the offense we're going to be watching. Is it that Chargers offense? <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. They're going to get Justin Herbert too. <laughs> you agree, uh, Zach? I do agree with, uh, with, with Tarad. Yep. Okay. Uh, we move on to the running back portion of the bracket Four running backs. The first matchup, Jamal Williams, the Packers running back, 26 years old, might be a little bit awkward in the locker room if Derek Barnett returns, versus Marlon Mack, who obviously was with Sirianni um, in Indianapolis and is coming off a season-ending injury. I don't mean to just assign him Colts, but I would go Marlon Mack here, 24 years old, right? Uh, now he'll be, he'll, be, he'll be 25 when the season opens. Yes, all of these ages are as of uh, okay. September of uh, 2021. Gotcha. I assume that's um, what yours are, Shield. I, I I cribbed some of them from your your previous. Yeah, minor for okay, okay. minor for week one of twenty twenty one. And if a guy had like a September, you know, twentieth birthday, then I just bumped him up. It wasn't very sure. scientific. Uh, nice, I do that too. So uh, yeah, I mean, let's be fair. Here. <laughs> yeah, so I I I would say Marlon Mack. He fits the profile of player coming off injury where you're taking a swing. Uh, and and by the way, I I will just put this out there: the Eagles could have had him back in 2017 and that's not a second guessing type thing that was one of those things when they took Donnell Pumphrey it was brought up like uh, Marlon Mack's on the board you can go with Marlon Mack mm. and and they they went with Pump I mean are you throwing away money by giving a running back coming off an Achilles injury like anything I think is so he, is, is he gonna get paid though <laughs> No, he's gonna get. I mean, yeah. he's gonna get nothing. But yeah. but right. even that, like, I mean, I don't know. That that's such a tough injury. You, gets, you know, like one point five million. I I feel for the guy, and you know, I hope I I, re- I actually really liked Marlon Mack when yeah. he was healthy in two thousand eighteen and two thousand nineteen. I thought he was underrated. I didn't know why they drafted Jonathan Taylor. So I'm not like crushing the guy, and uh, I hope he comes back. But that is just such a tough injury, and especially for a running back, it's you know, it it just seems highly unlikely that that guy would be giving you anything uh, this year. So if it's a one-year deal... What's the point deal, of signing him for the so, Eagles? Well, maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe that's one like you had mentioned, Bo. Maybe if you get a multi-year, uh, really inexpensive contract, then you would do that. But even then, I don't know. But anyway, I but would I still say But I think Jamal Mack. Williams will get, will get real money, don't you think? Yes, yeah. So I, that's why I would say Mac, because Jamal Williams is like an ideal uh, complimentary back, and there might be a chance for him to get real carries. I couldn't believe he's never fumbled in his career. How about that? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, never even fumbled. When, even when Barnett, like, just one of the dirtiest hits you've ever seen against him. Yeah, he, he's... I, I thought his numbers were pretty good last year. He's been solid as a receiver. Uh, he seemed to be well-liked from uh, what Matt Schneidman, was, mm. our Packers writer, was writing about him. So uh, I really – Williams was one of my um, – of the running backs, he was one of the guys I liked uh, I liked the most, actually, um, of this free agent class. Okay, so we go Mac because Williams will have a real market. Yes. Okay. Uh, next up, the two running backs, Matt Breida, who had a disappointing year in Miami – after uh, being acquired from the 49ers, versus Mike Davis, who was Christian McCaffrey's backup for some time. We're going to have to speed this up, aren't we? We're 33 minutes in. I'm, I'm not trying to be here for two hours tonight. You can go quickly. I'm not right. stopping you. Uh, sorry, who were yes, This is matchup number four of 32 <laughs> in the first round. Matt Breida or, or Mike Davis? Yes. Uh, Breida. I think Breida. Davis will have more of a market. Okay. Uh, Breida. Okay, Breida it is. 
Breida makes sense. He can catch the ball a little bit. Yeah. Uh, okay, tight ends. Uh, two 29-year-olds, Trey Burton and James O'Shaughnessy, top of the morning to ya. Ooh, that was bad. Yeah, I'll I give think me. that was good. I don't think that was bad. I, top of the I, morning to you, James O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> I, w- I will take Trey Burton here. Uh, the type of guy who, who fits in well as like a depth tight end, can do a handful of different things, including throw the ball, as we've seen. Um, and he, he knows Phil. He knows this like, offense. So, Trey Burton. I like how happy you were with yourself for, for the throw the ball <laughs> joke. That was good. I'm not giving you any uh, analysis here. I'll just say O'Shaughnessy because the Colts can't let Burton go now that they have went. So. Yeah, I feel like I'm curious to see if Howie Roseman – turns on on Wentz disciples like he did on on Chip Kelly disciples like uh do do Trey Burton and uh you know Zach Ertz those guys become persona non grata because they were Carson Wentz guys so I'm going O'Shaughnessy okay okay uh next up now she'll settle down I don't want you to get too uh crazy here but we have Dan Arnold the Cardinals tight end um, versus we get into the receivers, Mr. Shilakapadia, Curtis Samuel, the 25-year-old who has been described by Kapadia as the best young receiver in the NFL. He has not. However, <laughs> you know, I was trying to get him traded before last season. And, you know, you know what? Pro- it's funny. I, I did probably should have happened. I did Google Shilakapadia, Curtis Samuel today. Uh, and like, there are there are several, and what's funny is the the like top two or three, her top two of the three are uh, trade ideas, and one is from April, one is from August. It's like you really were trying so hard to get him traded. Yeah, and and he should have got traded. Anyway, uh, it's definitely in my head now. Uh, as uh, Defop Brian uh, tweeted out, the me bringing him up out of Curtis Samuel up out of nowhere. Uh, no, I don't think they're gonna. Why why would they sign Curtis Samuel? Uh, it would be ridiculous. Oh. Why wouldn't they? I mean, I don't think they can afford him, probably. But oh, so now you love Curtis Samuel? What okay, do you mean Curtis what? Samuel. He was one of the least efficient wide receivers in the NFL from 2017 to 2019, uh, and now he, you know, 2020, they kind of figured out what to do with him. But I don't know. Do you think Shane Steichen is the guy who's going to figure out how to get Wait, that production so out of Curtis You've Samuel? Been gassing this guy up for years. He finally no, has a breakout no, season. No, see, this is where you're wrong. I was trying to get him traded for like a fourth round pick. I wasn't gassing him up. Mm. He is he is a classic player where if he gets with a good off you know a, a good offensive coach then it will be a good signing but there's like such a good chance that he's going to get signed by an offensive coordinator who thinks he's really smart and loves the gadgety type oh, guys and then just absolutely sucks next year. So uh, I'll take Dan Arnold. Um, you know a nice uh, nice tight end option. I know I think Samuel does make sense for them if he's the type of player they should be trying to sign because he's young and uh, could be a part of the next nucleus, but I, I don't think they'll be able to uh, win that market. Yeah, he's like nine, nine to $11 million per year probably for Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I don't Samuel. think they can do that. They're so not paying I'll, that I'll for take, anybody. I'll take uh, Darnold. Yeah, I th- I, <laughs> you said Darnold. You mean Arnold. No, I said, uh, it, I said Darnold on purpose. It's D. Gotcha. Arnold. Okay, okay. Um, I think Samuel's getting paid. So I, I like yeah. Curtis Samuel, and so I am going with Dan Arnold here. All right, we've got another uh, Shield special here. Rashard Higgins, who's 26, against John Ross, who's 25. Higgins. 
I'll go. John, I'll go. John Ross. Give me a like, yeah. Let's let's uh let's swing for the fences. I think We're, there is one. You know, you have been going back over all these trades uh, from Howie Roseman's career, Zach. I think it's fair to say that uh, he has been attracted to you know former high round picks in the past. I'll go John Ross too. Which is a strategy that I like. It's ridiculous. I mean, John Ross, what he's, what's he going to get? He's going to get the veteran minimum. Who's going to pay him he, anything? He, he might not get anything. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's been a complete disaster. <laughs> he had one good stretch of games at one point. Uh, okay, sticking with the receivers. Willie Sneed, who we recently discussed, versus Kendrick Bourne, who we recently discussed. Again, impossible to believe that Willie Sneed is only 28, and Kendrick Bourne will be 26 next season. Uh, Kendrick, Kendrick Bourne. Bourne, yeah, yeah. I don't think they're signing Willie Snead. It makes no sense on their roster. Uh, okay, uh, another matchup of receivers: Brashad Perryman, who we discussed last year, versus Keelan Cole from the Jaguars. I, I'm a little bit intrigued by Keelan Cole. What intrigues Just you about him? That he was somewhat productive in such a terrible offense. Okay, uh, I will go Brashad Perryman. Perriman got a one-year, $6.5 million deal last offseason. I would think you'd probably be getting him for yeah. less this offseason. He didn't do much. Three. Uh, so I will go with Perriman. I will go Perriman as well. I was going to go Cole, but you guys aren't you guys aren't feeling me, so that's fine. Uh, Cole last ranked seven. Bad quarterback play, but ranked 70th out of 78 wide receivers in yards per out run last year. It's better than J.J., so that's an no. Greg Ward is that Greg Ward actually is last in this category. <laughs> I looked it up, like literally last. <laughs> so with yeah, all due respect, he, he is. <laughs> Although to be fair, it was like the two longest catches of his of his entire season. I think came with Jalen Hurts. Um, uh, last matchup of receivers: Josh Reynolds against T. Y. Hilton. Mm, your guy's boy, Josh Reynolds. Mm. Josh Reynolds, that cohabit the uh, cohabitation matrix. matrix? Yes. Yep. Well, if you're going cohabitation matrix, I believe T.Y. Hilton has the advantage there. That is true. Yeah, what, he does. What am he I does. missing with the cohabitation with Reynolds? <laughs> he we talked played, about it last time. He played at Texas A&M for Aaron Moore. <laughs> oh, right, right. right. Yes. All right. Yes. I, I actually do remember that, I swear. Uh, I will I go Reynolds. with Reynolds. I don't know why you you would pay a 30-plus rece- wide receiver. You're, you're, you okay with that, Zach? Yes. Yeah, you don't protest? Me. Okay. Zach's asleep, and yeah. uh, I'm with no. him. And most <laughs> no, of the no, listeners no. are as well. Uh, okay, we move on to the offensive line portion, and there is this is a very uh, brief segment of the Quackatology. Forrest Lamp, the guard, former second-round pick of the Chargers, versus Dan Feeney, who has oh, some God. interior offensive line. No, don't Hillary cohabitate the Chargers' offensive line. I mean, that's the worst idea. So, so this is why you messaged us about Forrest Lamp today. That's correct. I was so confused. <laughs> oh, why, I knew uh, this was why. Okay. Uh, yeah. To tell our 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 listeners, Bo <laughs> Bo just texted us out of the blue about Forrest Lamp, and I frantically like, did the Eagles do something with Forrest? Like, is there was there a reason? I I, I mean. Do I need to know Forrest Lamp right now? Well, because because Sheil did his whole rundown, you know, with the help of Brandon Thorne, and Lamp didn't even make the like, uh, you know, like one sentence write up portion. He was just the first guy listed in the rest. So that's why I asked well, if he does really stink. 
To be fair, there just comes a point in all of these write-ups where I don't want to do them anymore. And so if I haven't if I haven't gotten to you by then, you just end up in the fighting for a roster spot uh, category. There could be like pro bowlers in there. There could be guys who are going to get paid 15. It just matters like, all right, am I done with this or am I not done with this? So you shouldn't judge by that. I will go with Feeney, Forrest Lamp, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess someone's going to take like a one-year flyer on him, but uh, he's barely played. He's been injured, and when he played, he wasn't good. So, I'm staying on brand here. Give me the former first-round picks coming second, off injury. Second rounder. Second rounder. Okay. Uh, give me the former second-round pick coming off injury, and uh, yeah, I I will go Forrest Lamp here. I feel like Lamp is their type of signing. He's, he's not un, not unlike a Chance Warmack a couple of years ago. So I will go with you. I will go with Lamp. Uh, Austin Ryder, Reader, who was the chief starting center and 29 years old, I guess you would say that he would be an option if Jason Kelsey retires, versus uh, a teammate of his and a former player for Coach Flynn, defensive end Tano Capasignan. Oh, I, I'm a big Tano Capasignan fan. Well, not I shouldn't say. Uh, it was a fun story to write. What's a hick in high school? He was uh, he was not even a football player in a, and I think it was Mark Ferrante maybe the Villanova uh, head coach. He was insistent at the time was recruiting someone else. Passed by him in the hallway and said, "Who's that?" Mm. Yes, that's a great. I love that. Yes, uh, and, and also like, but you have to think about how many times does that not go well, and it's just a creepy thing for the coach to say, like he's just some some sixteen year old big dude walks past and who is that. <laughs> <laughs> do you True. think you've ever you've ever gotten a who is that by anybody i don't think i ever have uh, but yes i do i don't i think it was a different it was like who is that it's but like, my who the f is that my <laughs> exactly. uh, my favorite part of the story is is what is he is, doing here is uh ferrante invited uh tano to their football camp in june and Tano couldn't go because he was attending the Future Business Leaders of America conference, I believe. I think it was in Orlando. And, uh, and so he went on this academic trip instead of going to a, a, a football camp. Hmm. Bo, float your uh, – I don't remember in, in what medium you told me this, but uh, you had, a, I thought, a very fun uh, idea for Jason Kelsey for next year. Oh, I think met, yeah. I well, think it was oh yeah, you, wasn't it? Yes, that was me. Uh, well, no, I was okay. the the. I think it was a discussion of you know would they trade Kelsey or would he go somewhere else? And I my only thing is it's not dissimilar from Brandon Graham. Like I I find it hard to believe that he would even go anywhere, that he would be willing to play elsewhere. But the only place I could see him doing that would be in Kansas City uh, to play with his brother. And certainly they could they could use uh, they could use Kelsey. It's a home run idea. You you need to float. You need to like email Brett Veach and tell him this. I mean, it's a fantastic idea. You know, Jason Kelsey gets the opportunity to finish his career competing for Super Bowls, playing with his brother, playing with Patrick Mahomes. For Andy uh, Reid. You know, Kelsey, for Andy Reid. Kelsey was fantastic last year. Like the guy can still play. Uh, he would be such an upgrade for the Chiefs. From Austin Ryder, who was the who, who was the guy uh, you mentioned their center last year. He's inexpensive. You know, I, I don't know what the compensation would be, but certainly the Chiefs could g- give you a draft pick for him. Everybody wins. Uh, you know, uh, how are we not? How has this not already been done? I'm with you. It's a pretty. It is a pretty 
seamless deal. It's like a happily ever after. It's like a happy ending for everybody. Yeah, I mean, you know? you're gonna, everybody if you're going to give me, if you're going to try to sell me on the, uh, you know, the kindness of your heart that you decided to release Nick Foles so that he could decide where he wanted to play, then let's be fair here. Don't force Jason Kelsey to plan for this uh, rebuilding tire fire. Let him go. Let him go chase a chase a ring with some of your old buddies. I think it's a very yeah. sensible idea. Great uh, idea. I would go with with Tano in the face-to-face you were going with. Yeah, I would go with him also. Okay. We stick with the defensive line, and we go to another former first-round pick, Solomon Thomas, who was correctly identified as a know-nothing bust uh, a few games into his rookie season by Bo Wolf in 2017 versus Sheldon Rankins, the defensive tackle who was with the Saints most recently. Who he tore, he, he or he got hurt in that playoff game. Right, and the has same, not, and has not mm, been nearly not the been player since, since then. Right, uh, and is actually still younger than I thought, though. He's twenty-seven. Tom is twenty-six. I guess I'll go Rankins. You know, he he showed something before the injury, so maybe he did yes. not play well like, against the Eagles. I think this Thomas year, is like exactly much. the kind of guy they might sign. Fine. Uh, Listen, if because you can't you tell, probably, I really don't care it's fine. Who, who of Solomon Thomas or Sheldon Rankins in this Bobo exercise. <laughs> well, that's the whole with. thing. This, so this, I'm not this is going to be just a pick disa- one. And this let's is going to be on. a disappointing free agency. So we have to set the stage that it's going to be disappointing. I think Solomon Thomas makes sense for them because he's young, he's got pedigree. And if you want to say you're gonna, you know, maybe move him inside completely, maybe there's some, maybe there's some upside there. I don't know. I. I also think Rankings is is going to find a starting job, right? And uh, nah, I don't know. No, I don't okay. know. I think I think he would have to compete for a starting job somewhere. Okay. He played forty percent of the snaps last season. Like, yeah, it, it is kind of a shame because I really liked him coming out of the draft, and I thought he looked good early in his career. But um, yeah, since that injury, what, what what was the was that an Achilles? I can't remember. I, I thought it was, but I didn't want to conflate yeah, it. Yeah, I think with, that's uh, right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think he had the Achilles, and like since then, he just has not looked nearly like the same guy. Zach, you get to break the tie here. I I will go Solomon Thomas. Okay, now if you think that matchup had juice, just wait till you find out about this titanic battle between two run stuffing defensive tackles, Adam Butler versus Morgan Fox. I'll take a fox. He had he he had some uh, pass rushing production last year, right? He was with the Rams. Butler with the Patriots. Okay. Both twenty seven. I will go with Shields guy. I will go with Fox <laughs> on this one. <laughs> All right, Fox and Wolf. We could maybe make something about that in the in the locker room. That'd be good. Uh, Tack McKinley versus Dietrich Wise, an old friend oh, of mine. Boy, yeah, you love boy. a Dietrich Wise. Yeah, I love him. Little I'll defensive, give you a wise, little, you like little uh, versatility. You know, you sign him early in free agency. You see how the draft plays out. He could play outside. He could play inside. So I'm assuming the Eagles did not put a claim in for McKinley last year, right? Uh, yeah. So I I will go with Wise because they already had a crack at McKinley. Okay, exciting part of the quackatology here. We're about to do the last matchup of the first half of the first oh, round. God. Den- <laughs> Danico Autry, who you already mentioned, is 31 years old, versus Hassan Reddick, who may have a more robust market, uh, 27 years old, got to be a full-time pass rusher and had that five-sack game. On what planet do they have the money 
or would they spend the money to sign Hassan Reddick this offseason? If you think that's the like that's the upside swing you want to take. You just said, we just talked about it. They have Barnett, Sweat, and Graham, and now they're going to be paying Reddick, what, $10 million a year? Well, maybe they're trading Barnett what? then. Maybe that's the answer. All right. Who's the other guy? I'll take the other guy. Autry. Autry. Yeah. Yeah, Autry. Mm, okay. Daughtry, if you wanted they're to. They're definitely the signing Reddick now, by the way, <laughs> just so that clip of me from me gets played. All right. We well, move he, on to the linebacker. Well, he's, he's from Camden, so. Yeah, we know. I know you. We know you love that. Uh, linebackers now: Denzel Perryman, who has been injured throughout his career, but uh, sporadically effective when healthy. Versus uh, now, this is a guy who, like, if you read a Shield capsule, you feel like he really likes this guy. Best football could be it? ahead of him. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Nicholas Moreau. That's right. All I right. thought it was Moreau. I don't know. You're who going cares? Moreau. Okay. If he gets signed, I'll learn how to say it. That's fair. Okay. So this is your guy. You agree that this is your guy. Yeah, I like him. Or Moro. Moro? Yeah. Nicholas. I, mean, I don't know if I like him, but, mm-hmm. you know, you free. it's the exercise of free agency. You look at all these guys and be like, ooh, someone's going to overpay for this guy. Ooh, that guy's not going to live up to his deal. And then you see a guy like uh, Moro, and you're like, all right, he's probably not going to get paid a lot of money. He's he's 26. He did some things. Uh, no, I think you are, I will. I, I do think you are also influenced because you like you like a Vic. And if Vic is talking him up, you're going to give that a little bit of an extra. Well, I also might have texted a, a Ted Wynn oh. for that for that one. Oh. And so he, he's saying, you know, he's, he's athletic. He played around slop all year. So uh, maybe there's something there. Okay. You think the Eagles could afford him then? Do you think their market will be too robust? Uh, I don't. I do not think I could be wrong. I do not think Nicholas Moreau is, <laughs> Moreau is going to have a robust market. <laughs> I would go, yeah. go Nicholas Morrow as well. All right. We're giving him we're moving him on. That's very exciting. Next up I'm uh, telling you right now, I'm having him win this thing so you can skip <laughs> me for any of his uh the rest of the way. There's some okay. exciting NBA stuff going on right now, by the way. Don't T- tell me, don't, don't tell, tell me any Sixers no, stuff. No, this isn't about the Sixers. TJ oh, McConnell okay. has been stuck at nine steals. The NBA record is eleven, I believe. Oh. Uh, and so right now it looks like there's six and a half minutes left to go in the fourth quarter uh so curious to see whether he can get those two more steals good How job the- good good job by zach to commit to his promise from earlier in the episode of <laughs> paying attention to things other than this podcast <laughs> no, yeah, I, I would agree with zach i've been paying less attention than usual i got all these browsers up on my computer i'm totally checked out of this one so i think we should do more of these audio onlys now how many i don't know zach if you've been watching that game how many of those have been uh inbounds pass under the basket guy not paying attention and mcconnell just does the sneak in and, I don't have steals the, it for a layup. I don't have the TV in front of me, so okay, I, I gotcha. only have the game cast. And and we got <laughs> wow. he's looking at a <laughs> TJ McConnell game well, cast. <laughs> no, we got alerted. We got a, uh, alerted in the Slack channel. In in the uh, in Slack, there was a uh, an alert about uh, this as something to watch. So mm. tells you how many game, alerts we get these days. What channel are you in? I'm looking at my Slack right now. I'm not in that one, and I don't need to be in that one. <laughs> you're in that one. I, I promise you, you're in that one. It's muted. <laughs> I mean, so, I'm telling you right now, I see nothing about that. It's in the breaking right. news one. Yes. All right. Next up, we have a matchup of uh, the brothers Davis. Don't know if they're related, but uh, I doubt for it. this segment they will be. Gerard Davis, the former first round pick of the Lions. Is it was Gerard 26. or Jared? 
I don't know. Okay. Versus All Todd right. Davis, formerly of the Broncos and last year with the Vikings, a disappointing season as a free agent signing. So the the Vikings would check off the cohabitation metrics, a, a, a matrix, of course, because of Nick Rallis. But he checks two Howie Roseman boxes: the former first round pick and Florida. So uh, mm. uh, I'm talking about Dave, I'm talking about uh, Jared Davis or Gerard Davis. So give me Gerard Davis. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> we're saying it seven different. <laughs> I was about to say Jared Davis. Let's call him Jerry. How about that? Uh, Let's I think it. I think Jared Davis is the type of guy you take a flyer on. You know, I agree. He, he, his playing time dipped uh, dramatically last year, but playing for Matt Patricia, it's like it's like sign the guys who Adam Gase sucked it up with. Exactly. You know, so, sign the guys who Patricia sucked it up with. He had been very productive in his first uh, two seasons. I remember. I feel like smart draft people liked him uh, coming out of college. And he might have to sign a, a short-term deal or a, a not a big deal because he barely played last year. And so I, I would say Jared Davis. Yeah, I'm in on, I'm in on Jerry Davis. Uh, okay, BJ Goodson against Devondre Campbell. I know Devondre Campbell was a fan, a big uh, uh, favorite of yours last offseason, Zach. Yes, and still is, even though it did not go well in the desert. <laughs> but, I think it went okay. It went okay. Yeah, it went okay. Yeah, went okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Give me Campbell. I, I, I thought they should have signed him last year, and still young, still in his twenties. So, yeah, yeah. Both go of back these guys that will well. be twenty-eight next season. Yeah, I would not want. To, I wouldn't sign any either of these guys, but I'll go Campbell. Okay. Well, that makes uh, renders my decision moot. Uh, Neville Ooh, Hewitt. Let's, let's keep doing that, Zach. Just <laughs> a great. We. we <laughs> Go ahead. A great British name, uh, Neville Hewitt, downhill thumper for the Jets, 28 years old, against the guy that I liked last year who uh, didn't even play a game this year because he got injured, Patrick Anwuasor, who is 29 years old. Neville Hewitt. Sure, Neville Hewitt. Okay. Let's move on. Exciting stuff. This is an actually interesting matchup, I think, from Zach's vantage point if you want to talk about actual football two guys who both have the cohabitation matrix connection at linebacker anthony walker who was the middle linebacker for uh, the colts and then had uh, some dwindling playing time last season versus eric wilson who's a, a bit of a better player and was with the vikings and ascended last year who do you guys got yeah give me eric wilson i i actually liked uh, the little that i i i watched of him when bo and i were doing our our free agency players to watch. Um, he uh, he's a, he's an interesting one, an ascending player. It seems undrafted guy worked his way up. Give me Eric Wilson. Look at listen to the stat sheet for an Eric Wilson: one hundred and twenty-one tackles, three sacks, eight tackles for loss, eight passes defended, tied for third among linebackers, and three interceptions, tied for first. What a stat line! You think he's going to get paid? Uh, I think he will probably. I I think he will find a starter level deal. So I, I don't know what that would be. You know, maybe six. I think he signs million. early, and I think that makes it difficult for the Eagles to sign him. I would agree with that, and I, I don't know that Walker Walker did. Uh, you know, kind of lost playing time to Bobby Okariki uh, last right year, now. and but he is said to be like a great. Uh, you know, like a a coach's pet type mm. uh, culture type guy. So that is someone I could see them bringing in um, just to. Teach everybody the defense, and I don't think he's going to cost a lot. Uh, even though I, you know, he, he might not be a three-down linebacker. 
So you go Walker, I will break the tie and go Walker as well. Wilson, the better player, but I don't think the Eagles uh, will use their big chip on a linebacker. Uh, we move to the secondary, finally. Kevin Johnson, who we also talked about last offseason, gives you some slot and outside versatility, can be bad in both spots, versus Mackenzie Alexander, who is more of a primary slot guy. Well, I've, I've been talking up Mackenzie Alexander for a year and a half now. Uh, this is a younger than I thought 27 next year. Yeah. And had a very, um, odd year last year for a handful of different reasons that didn't have anything to do with football. Uh, but, um, I don't even know what you're referring to. It was like, uh, you, you was, can Google it. Yeah. 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 I, I don't want to. I, I don't know the full extent. Yeah, of Yeah, we the don't story. want to get the details wrong on that. It, okay. it, exactly, but it was so. I'll take out last year. Uh, played in in Minnesota with Gannon. Um, mm. Was uh, so was or he's been a slot guy throughout his career. But if if you go back last year when he was hitting free agency, there was talk of him wanting to play on the outside, right? And that's where he played when he was at Clemson. So I'm going Mackenzie Alexander plus Kevin Johnson is a Wake Forest guy. So I figured Bo is going to go with Kevin Johnson. So earlier, Bo, you were talking about how, so for those who don't know what Bo is talking about, on these previews, my last tier uh, for each position is basically, you know, these guys might be depth or special teams or could be fighting for a roster spot. And so uh, the one that goes up and will be up probably by the time you uh, listen to this podcast, so please subscribe to athletic.com slash birds with friends is the defensive backs. And I got to tell you, I was writing this final tier and I swear half the guys have been on the Eagles in like the last three years. And I don't think that's a great sign because these are all guys who are going to be fighting for a roster spot this year and could potentially be out of the league. I mean, listen to all these guys who are free agents. Andrew Sandejo, Will Parks, Sidney Jones, Cravon LeBlanc, Nikel Roby Coleman, uh, Daryl Worley, I know it was short, Devontae Bowsby. Bag Bows. Uh, am I missing anyone else here? DJ Killings uh, and, and Rasul Douglas. No, I've got Rasul Douglas a tier up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but DJ Killings I, is in there, I believe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see DJ Kelling, so <laughs> he might have just got deleted by me. But uh, isn't that a lot of e- former Eagles in there? Do you disagree with any of those guys as guys who will be fighting for a roster spot next year? I think Zach thinks that Sidney Jones is going to start somewhere. <laughs> I, I think he'll be on a roster. I mean, I don't know if he'll start, okay. but I don't think he's going to be on on the cutting block. All right. Anyway, that doesn't speak I think that's uh, mostly right, great though, to yeah. the Eagles evaluation of defensive backs. I mean, none of those guys are really old, right? All those guys are mm-hmm. under 30, and they all might be out of the league. So who do you got? All right. right. Sorry, what was the question? Mackenzie Alexander versus Kevin Johnson. Uh, Kevin Johnson. Uh, Kevin Johnson, go Deeks. Uh, okay, maybe one of the better players uh, to make this list, Michael Davis from the Los Angeles Chargers, 26 years old. Versus Chidobi Awuzie, who's also 26 and, of course, played for the Dallas Cowboys. I will go Awuzie because uh, he's coming off an injury. And so, again, if we're talking about value or maybe short term, I think you would have a better chance of, of getting him to sign that deal. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, yeah, I don't yeah. think they can afford Michael Davis, probably. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going to break the bank, but I think he'll probably make five to seven million dollars a year 
But Bo, you have been. I might do at, that. I'm gonna make him anti, play with some uh, upside. Yeah, uh, play with some upside. I'm I'm moving Avante Maddox. We've already talked about that. Whether that's inside or to safety, I'd probably rather move him to safety. Um, and then yeah, I'm I'm happy to sign a Michael Davis. Take and roll the dice. By the yeah. way, the the what? Sorry, Zach. What? The, just I was gonna say uh, on that Avante Maddox note. Doing this list. Uh, no, you should never be investing significant resources into a slot corner. I mean, mm-hmm. the ima- the number of veteran slot corners who are available and guys who are going to be available for cheap. Now, I know they tried this last year with Nikel Roby Coleman and it didn't work out, but I actually think that that's like the right idea. Just do not spend money. Do not spend, I wouldn't spend like a, 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 a top four round draft pick on a nickel corner. Um, just wait though. I mean, it's amazing how many of those guys are available. And it used to be the case where, like, that was difficult to find, like in the Joselio Hansen era, uh, mm. where, like, he legitimately was, like, a very valuable player. And I think you're right. Now it's now they are, you know, starting caliber nickel corner is almost dime a dozen. Zeber, are you still with us? Yes, I, I okay. was not going to chime in regarding the slot discussion because mm-hmm. I agree Go with ahead. you guys there. Oh, I was we're say, done with that, don't we? Uh, uh, yeah. Bo, in the past, had been anti-signing Dallas Cowboys. Does that oh, yeah, factor I, into I, your... I stick, I stick with that. Okay. Wait, why? What? Because... I don't remember this tape. When has that ever worked for them? Oh, okay. All right. I don't know. I'm going Chris Michael Bonial. Davis. But you're going to Wouzier, Zach? Yes. Keith Adams. Okay. Uh, Jason Verrett, the uh, longtime injured but a good season last year with the Niners versus a player you mentioned earlier, I believe, Shield, Terrence Mitchell. Older no, than I, I thought. Mean, I definitely did not mention no? him earlier. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned him on a previous podcast. I previous podcast. Oh, I did? Yes, yes you did. Yeah. I legitimately don't even remember that. Uh, I would say Jason Verrett can never stay healthy, but you know what? If he stays healthy, you have like uh, you have maybe the best corner on the free agency market. Mm. Well said. I am all about if he can stay healthy, best corner on the free agency market. If that's okay. If that's your description, sign me up. Exciting. Exciting point in Verrett's career for him to move on to the second round of Quackatology. Gary and Conley, 26 years old, former first round pick, who got injured last year versus Bashad Breland, who has bounced around as a starter for the past few years, 29 years old. Yeah, give me Conley. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's he's had talent. I I, I saw um, uh, Pro Football Focus had a had a stat with him. Regarding like incompletions, uh, incompletions on passes that he was uh, targeted on, uh, and sounds it was, reliable. <laughs> it was, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, it, it it spoke well to him. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm give me Conley in this one. I love these things that get like tweeted out. <laughs> they get like a thousand retweets. Like, wait, what? No, Where no, this, no. That was in there for agency I, I'm not guide. saying that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was their free agency <laughs> guide. Now their free agency uh, guide said that he he'd be better in a man system than his own system. And I'm yeah, that would be true for him. both of them. I mean, yeah. Brashad Breland is like a classic uh, uh, press man corner, but uh, I don't think he does much for you. I, I would rather take the younger guy who maybe has some upside. So Conley. Okay, a couple old guys on the flip side. Xavier Rhodes, who worked closely with Jonathan Gannon last year in a rebound season, will be 31, versus Troy Hill, 30 years old, uh, long time of the Rams. 
Yeah, Rhodes maybe helped uh, Gannon get some juice because that was yeah. quite a reclamation project. You know, he, he looked like one of the worst corners in the NFL in 2019, bounced back last year. But Love a reclamation I don't know what, project. What's that? I said love a reclamation project. Well, some oh, of the okay. stories uh, coming out when the Eagles hired Gannon was, so Rhodes excelled when Gannon was his position coach in Minnesota. Mm. And oh. then Gannon leaves, and uh, and it was a big thing bringing Rhodes back. Like They, they, they did have... From what I read, a, a very good connection. Just I don't know where side. I guess they're both old. I mean, Troy Hill yeah. is thirty, so I mean, really doesn't matter to me. Yeah, goes Xavier Rhodes then. All right, Rhodes. keep the love affair going. Yeah, and a great name too. Xavier Rhodes. Xavier is a great. Yeah, name. I love. Really I do like Xavier. If you guys have a, uh, we're we're not having a third in the Capadia <laughs> family, but if you guys have a third, uh, you know, think about Xavier. I like X Man. Yeah, X Man, Xavier, Xander. I'm in on. I'm in on this. Okay. Okay. Quinton Dunbar versus Akello Witherspoon. Dunbar oh, 29, Witherspoon 26. Don't Witherspoon want of the Niners, guys. Dunbar of the Seahawks. Yeah, Witherspoon. I'm. I'm. I'm sticking to my. Uh, Go some youth. I'm sticking to my Colorado corners. Yeah. I, I want to do. Go with that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kevin King, who we have discussed and got torched in the playoffs, versus Rasul Douglas. Do they bring him back? I don't think they're bringing Rasul back. Uh, and, and give me Kevin King, 6'3", 200, 444, right? You know, that's a that's a height-weight speed guy if I've ever seen one before. Also had, had know- what, five picks back in, 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 in 19, was it? Do you know what's very funny is that if Rasul Douglas had not played on the Eagles before, he he would be precisely the guy <laughs> yeah, on right. this list that I would say they should go after. Stung, stinks in man coverage, zone corner, good tackler, gonna be cheap, yes. twenty seven years old. Like he is the prototype on this list of who they should sign. <laughs> it is not. It would. I would not crush them as a out of new ideas if they sign Rasul Douglas to like a very cheap contract because they're. Yeah, we say, think they're going to be playing a lot of zone. Yeah, uh, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Rasul Douglas. Ooh, up to me. This is good. Uh, I'm gonna still go Kevin King, but I, I agree with you that I think it would be fun if they brought him back. Uh, okay, almost done with the first round. Uh, Ray Sean Jenkins, the safety from the Chargers, who has uh, some versatility to play inside as well, versus another versatile player, PJ Williams from the Saints, who was 28 next year. I'll take a PJ Williams. So Jenkins is 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 one of these uh, safety linebacker hybrids, mm. right? And these uh, are two positionless players here <laughs> who you can throw uh, in that defense. You play a little amoeba yeah. defense. Nobody knows what's coming. Everybody can. And everybody. if if you guys have learned anything about me as a uh, as like my taste in football players in the year and a half or so I've been on this pod, it's that. Give me a hybrid player any day of the week, right? Mm. So I am go that that safety linebacker hybrid, man. One day Isaiah Simmons is going to be a superstar in this league. Uh, give me Ray Sean Jenkins. <laughs> we will all be dead. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. PJ Williams. I think he's also versatile. And, it's actually if I'm like the opposite. Uh, I am. I am like get. I don't want anyone on my team who is described as a hybrid. <laughs> yeah. That means they can't do anything well. 
And the only reason they're on a <laughs> roster is because they can do two things at like a, at like a three on a scale of one to 10. Just, you know, find me the guys who can do like a six or a seven. And uh, you know what? I'm not going to ask my corner to like line up a defensive tackle. I'll be okay. I remember the first time reading <laughs> one of those Miami Heat articles back from what, 2010 when, uh, when okay, so they, a different sport, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> when they asked, when they in their player introductions, they were going to stop saying the position before the player because they were playing positionless basketball, and and uh, it was such a concept. And I'm like, that's that's how you should think about it. Don't think about a a corner or a or a safety or a linebacker. Think of a football player. All right. Well, so I, mean, I remember Ray those. If I the remember Sixers those want Dutch... to sign Rayshon Jenkins. Go ahead. <laughs> and I remember those Dutch football teams of the uh, you know 1960s total football. So I still don't think it's a reason to sign Rayshon Jenkins. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. On. We've got three matchup of safeties left. Marcus Williams, who I think will probably make too much money, the 25 year old uh, coming from the Saints, versus Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal's a good, a good uh, he would be a good low-risk flyer, I think. Always injured, uh, probably going to take a one-year deal. But when he, he, he's sort of, he's not as good as Jason Verrett was last year, but he's, you know, that type of player. Always injured, but uh, played pretty well last year. When he's healthy, might actually be good. I'm with you. And of SMI. course, sent the Eagles to uh, the NFC Championship game. That's right. Uh, Malik Hooker, who we have already talked about, versus DeMonte Kazee, who was another former Falcon, 28 years old, also coming off an injury. I think both those guys are coming off Achilles. And you you, just, you guys want to assemble the all-Achilles team, uh, it sounds like. You, you oh, want Rankins, you, you can everybody start wants Kazee. To Brandon Brooks. Yeah. You could uh, say that's my Achilles heel. Mm. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a Hooker. <laughs> Let's, uh, let's give Mark Sitko, yeah, let's get on that for a drop. Thank yes. you. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll go Hooker, too. Yes, I'm all in. I'm a Lee Hooker. Oh, why did you Zach's say push, Zach's giving all his money to the Hooker. Uh, all right, this is exciting, guys. Last matchup of the first round. That means we are further towards the end, closer to the end than we are to the beginning. Jaquaski Tart, 29 no. years old, versus Anthony Harris, who I uh, was probably too much of a fan of last offseason who is also 29 years old, from the Vikings. So Gannon would have been there when Harris was there, right? Yes. Correct. All right. I'll take a Harris. Yes, a former UVA guy. Watched him quite a bit in college. Give me Anthony Harris. Okay. Jacoby Brissett or Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod Taylor. Think about think about what it says about the state of this team, like this exercise. That's we're basically the point. that's the whole point of the exercise. We're we're like give us we're like wait he only tore one Achilles and eh, <laughs> nah you probably don't want that guy. Uh, oh two he tore two Achilles and might be out of the league next year. Oh yeah, that guy makes a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, what you just said about Keanu Neal, he's like the perfect guy. He's always look injured. at what they've done to you. Look at what this organization <laughs> has done to you, Eagles fans. I mean, it was not f- long ago where you were at least thinking about maybe this team can get hot and make a run in the playoffs, and now look at what we're talking about. For 2021. Unbelievable. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Brissett or Taylor? Uh, Taylor. Uh, I think Taylor's going to be cheaper, so I will go Taylor. I think I would have gone Brissett, but I will uh, – you guys go Taylor. I think Uh, Brissett's the better player, but I I would go Taylor. I think they are more likely to – like I think Brissett, you could 
like Sirianni's like this is this guy is gonna is a locker is a culture changer. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think it's funny how you think they're gonna ask Sirianni <laughs> what players he wants. <laughs> I think, yeah, but he feels like the one bone they might throw him. Like maybe they'll right, give him you're, one. You're gonna play. You want, like you get Malik Hooker, Jacoby Brissett, T.Y. Hilton, and we Aura. get control of everything else. So was so while uh, a a great uh, Brissett um, uh, nugget with free agency is, I, I believe this is still the case. Does not have an agent. Has never had an agent. Negotiated mm. his own contract, uh, which is. You know he 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 wants to keep that that what three percent? What's what's mm. the uh, what's what's the agent rate? Respect. Um, and he he negotiate. I think his 2019 deal was like uh, two years, thirty million. So yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he got a nice deal. And and Bobby Wag, you know, I was doing the linebacker one. Bobby Wagner, you know, he he did the same thing, eighteen million a year for an off-ball linebacker. So some guys are doing it right. Okay. Marlon Mack or Matt Breida? Marlon Mack. I say Breida. Mack. Ooh, interesting. Return of the Mack. Uh, I did get to use that headline once when uh, Jeremy Macklin returned to training camp from that weird illness he had that one time. Hmm. James O'Shaughnessy and a pint of Guinness or Dan Arnold? Dan Arnold. Arnold. John Ross or Kendrick Bourne? John Ross. Kendrick Bourne. Break the tie. Bold loves John Ross. He's going to go John Ross. I think, no, I think I think they fetishize the Shanahan offense, the front office. And so I'm Still? going Kendrick Bourne. Still? Yeah. That yeah. was last year. No, this year, Bo, it's about the Bucks offense. See, mm. uh, that's the one you want to build off of. So You might be right. <laughs> Uh, Brashad Perryman or Josh Reynolds? Josh Reynolds. I'm going Reynolds. Uh, I'll throw you guys. All right. It doesn't matter. I was going to throw you a bone with Reynolds. Forrest Lamp or Tano Capasignan? That K is probably silent. It's probably just Yeah, it Passignan. is. It's Passignan. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Passignan. Yeah. Yeah, Tano. Passignan to someone else. Take one, passing on. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Solomon Thomas or Morgan Fox? <laughs> God. <laughs> I know Marissa was telling us before the episode <laughs> that uh, every NFL podcast is supposed to do some type of free agency preview. <laughs> I can guarantee this is the worst. <laughs> I mean, who else? Please. The other teams, you know, they're like, well, you know, maybe we can get uh, – Marcus May, or uh, you know, you think Allen Robinson will get tagged? Solomon Thomas or Morgan Fox? Uh, I I don't care. You two choose this one. I'll chime so, in if there's a tie. So uh, so Howie Roseman would would give me credit for uh, staying up late and watching Pac-12 football. Uh, so I saw a lot of Solomon Thomas. I did not watch what uh, is it is it Colorado State Pueblo? Is is that where mm-hmm. Morgan Fox went? I did not watch a single down of, of Colorado State. Of course, related to Megan Fox. <laughs> Is he? I Is don't he? Know. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I, I I suppose there's some type of bias that I would give Solomon Thomas from having watched him in college. Uh, 
So I'll go Solomon Thomas. I feel like Solomon Thomas is a very Eagles signing. I feel like they sign him for like $2 million and pat themselves on the back because this guy is a former second overall pick. Uh, Dietrich Wise or Danico Autry? Autry, I, I guess. Yeah. The I'll take a Wise. Yeah, I'm going Wise. Going younger. Younger, yes. He's 27. Autry, 31. Okay. Other side of the bracket. Shields Boy, who he has already committed to picking to win the whole thing. Nicholas well, Morrow. Let's see. Let's see. Or Jared Davis. Gerard Davis. Jerry mm. Davis. <laughs> Matchup of 26-year-old J. Dave. I feel like uh, could be up their alley. Who you got? I'm going Davis, but she, I, I think Bo's breaking the tie here because Shields going Moro. Uh, what do you got, Bo? I don't want to say. I'm going Davis. Okay, so I don't have to say. There yeah. you go. Sorry. Pour one out to your boy. Uh, I'll I think survive somehow. I think, I think, I think I'll be able I to think sleep he's, tonight. Uh, very up their alley. Uh, Devondre Campbell or Neville Hewitt? Oh, Devondre every day of the week. <laughs> what juice? Like two hours into this for Devondre Campbell? Unbelievable! What a professional! Uh, all right, I can't go against that after that uh, endorsement. Yeah, Devondre Campbell, let's go. By the okay. way, by the way, a little uh, cohabit- uh, uh, cohabitation matrix <laughs> oh, here. I believe Campbell is a former college teammate oh, of God. linebackers coach Nick Rallis. I believe they both overlapped at the University really? of Minnesota. I believe so. Wow. He's 28. How old is Rallis? Like 31 uh, or something? Uh, Rallis is in his 20s, I think. Let's save that for the next pot. We don't want to use okay. all the good yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, if I pull this up, Rallis played linebacker at Minnesota from 2012 to 2016. So that would be, uh, yeah, Campbell finished, uh, Campbell's draft in 2016. So they wow. played three years together. Feels like Minnesota. that would be an awkward dynamic. Like like having one like, of your best friends as the quarterback yeah. coach? Or, yeah, yeah. Very close to unplugging my microphone and <laughs> okay. headphones. Here. Anthony Walker or Kevin Johnson? Anthony, Anthony Walker. Walker. I agree. Chidobi Awuzie or Jason Verrett? Awuzie. Awuzie. Very okay. fun to say. Chidobi Awuzie. I think he'll have like two extra years in the league just because his name is so fun to say. Gary and Conley or Xavier Rhodes? Conley. Conley. I agree. Akella Witherspoon or Kevin King? A Kevin King Witherspoon. <laughs> Witherspoon. Kevin King. I'll I'll break the tie here and go with Witherspoon. Mm. Oh, I thought, really? I thought you were going King. Wow. Well, because King is a uh, is a buy low guy. I think Witherspoon. Well, Witherspoon was was benched what two years ago. Played a bit yeah, last year. They're both kind of by low. Yeah, by low. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm Witherspoon will be cheaper. I would agree. I there would agree go. with you there. You guys remember Teresa Witherspoon? Yeah, of yeah. course. The WNBA player. Yeah. yeah, that first season of the WNBA. I remember she was just dynamic. Uh, PJ Williams. Witherspoon? Of course. Okay. Uh, PJ Williams or Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal will be an eagle. <laughs> okay. Uh, Listen, Zach went big on Campbell. I felt like I had to. Step it's my it up. favorite. It's one of my. It's. It is. I think it's my favorite Zach character quirk. 
is is the uh, the, the just certainty that he will deliver on, on certain on things randomly though yeah. yeah when he's otherwise like you know very much about both sides it'll just be like the chiefs are going to cover this game like the chiefs are going to win by nine um uh, malik hooker or anthony harris i'm all in on malik hooker hooker mm, a lot of money going to the hooker so far we move on to the sweet 16 Terod taylor or marlon mack ah uh, mack uh, I would go to Rod because I think they're going to sign a backup, uh, a backup quarterback. I'm not sure they draft. I'm not sure they sign a backup running back. I'm yeah. I mean, I think they could sign Marlon Mack in like July. Yeah, go Taylor, yeah. go Taylor. But I'm going Taylor. Um, Dan Arnold or Kendrick Bourne. This is this is one of those Sweet Sixteen games or Elite Eight mm. games when you're like, how do they, how do both <laughs> these guys advance, right? <laughs> Um, born. I'll go born. Yeah, born. Yeah, for those who don't know who Kendrick Bourne is, he played for the 49ers. A little inside-outside versatility. I think had about 600 yards last year. So you're kind of just setting the floor of competency with the wide receiver. I feel like I've seen him toe-tap in the back of the end zone quite a bit. Okay. Is that, is that sound know. right? Mm, Sounds good You're to telling me. me that's his identity. That's the born identity. All right, all right. Okay, uh, speaking of the baseline of competency, Josh Reynolds versus Tano Passanian. Uh, I don't want my anecdote to uh, to die, so give me uh, uh, give me Passanian. Or, or, or mm, interesting, I go Josh Reynolds. I'll go uh, Tano as a shout-out to Coach Interesting. Flynn. What are they doing signing this guy? Where, where are they going to play him? Solomon interior Thomas. Pain, maybe can give you some interior pass rush. I don't know. Solomon Thomas or Dietrich Wise? Dietrich the Wise. Solly well, T. I, uh, yeah, I'll go with Thomas. I think Wise can actually sign with a team that's competing and help them. Okay. Uh, Jerry D, Gerard Davis, Ger- Jared Davis versus. Now calm down, Zach. Draw yourself a cold bath. Come on, come on. Hit the fan. Devondre Campbell. I think they'd be more likely to sign Davis. Ooh. I agree. Davis. Anthony Walker or Chidobia Wuzie? I think they'd be more likely to sign Walker. Yeah, I think Walker is uh, Walker is playing really well right now. Yeah, he's he's been he's been fi- everybody's finally Putting everything together on his Got team. Got some momentum going into the next Uncle round, I would Mo. say. Gary and Conley or Akella Witherspoon? Conley. Conley. I agree. Keanu Neal or Malik? Legal prostitution. Keanu well, Neal. I'm going Malik Hooker. Bo, break the tie. I think, I think I go Keanu Neal. I think Malik Hooker... I just he just tore his Achilles. Are you really gonna go sign this guy? And plus, Gannon like didn't love him. He wasn't. It's not like he was a superstar. They declined his fifth year option. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm curious to see how the Eagles play defense this year. Um, But uh, there is a school of thought that Hooker would be better as like a single high guy than yeah center fielder. Exactly. I can play. Santa Field. Uh, okay, we move on to the Elite Eight. Tarod Taylor against Kendrick Bourne. Tarod. 
All right, Taylor. Okay, Mrs. T. Uh, Tano Passignon or Solomon Thomas? Solomon. The wisdom uh, of Solomon. Solomon. Yeah, yeah, Solomon. Interesting that the wisdom of Solomon took out Dietrich the Wise. Uh, okay, this this could be, you know, sometimes in those Elite Eight games, you get a matchup that's worthy of the national championship. Oh, yes. The, the winner of this game could go all the way. Maybe the favorite to go all the way. Jerry D against Anthony Walker. So my only thing here is I think Anthony Walker might get paid more. Am, am I right, Shio, yeah. or am I wrong? No, I would say I would say let's see, where did I have them here in my? Uh, I've got Walker as a fringe starter, and I think I got Davis in the same. Uh, where do I have Jerry Davis? Let's see. This is great. This far in. Uh, no, I've got them. Yeah, I've got them separated by only a Neville Hewitt. So I oh, think okay. they're right. <laughs> I, I think they're right in the same uh, tier. I've got fringe starters, rotational pieces, and wild cards, and I think uh, they're both there. So I, I would think they might get. Uh, I think Walker will be paid more, but I don't know that it will be uh, significantly more. I think Walker is the guy who Gannon would want. Mm-hmm. Davis is the guy who Howie would want. Ooh, well, if that's struggle. the case, we, we know who's getting <laughs> <laughs> um, What a power struggle. Walker versus Jared Davis. What a way to ring in the new era. I'm going to say Walker. I, I yeah. could see him be, I actually uh, legit, realistically could see him being a guy who, you know, they're just like, all right, let's get someone in who knows the defense and is a good culture guy and uh, is not going to cost a lot of money. Yeah, give me, uh, give me Anthony Walker. And I, I, I like Northwestern players. Like uh, Claps and Thorpin, <laughs> I, I I liked him more than you guys did, unfortunately. So, you know, okay. for every Marquise Lee I get wrong, I should at least get a little something for my, you know, Clayton. I, I know I know no one thought he was going to be great, yeah, but at I mean, least I, I went all in. Was, yeah. At least I went all in on it. You know, I was like, uh, I almost passed out in the Novacare Auditorium when they made the pick. <laughs> yeah, but you were only that upset because it meant that I won that game. Oh shoot! Yeah, no, that's right. All right, I take everything back. <laughs> Uh, Gary and Conley or Keanu Neal? I'm going Neal. Conley. Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. I think both of these guys are realistic options for them and guys that they will be interested in to some degree. Um, but I think they are more Dude, we're like 90 minutes in desperate to find a safety so i'm gonna go neil hmm. okay the final four <sighs> Tarod taylor against solomon thomas uh Tarod. they're they're, yeah. they're they're going to sign a backup quarterback but why does it have to be someone that good? Why can't it just it, be yeah. CJ Beathard? Uh, 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 listen, <laughs> I don't think Terod Taylor is not going to be messing up your draft positioning. Don't worry. Yeah, but he's yeah, but what's he, what's he going to cost? Five million? No, no, I don't. I think he'll be on the low end of the backup. Uh, okay. QB market. Yeah, I don't. I I would think um, three million, two million. Okay. I could be wrong, but I'm I going will say Sally. Tarod I'm going Taylor. Sally T. It's up to you, Taylor. Shana. Sorry, Taylor. Okay. And I'm just not convinced they're they're signing a defensive end, right? Oh, like, sure. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. there's a very good chance they don't. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Walker or Keanu Neal? 
That's the championship game right there. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm going Anthony Walker here. I'm going Walker, yep. Mm. All right. Anthony Walker, the national championship game against Terod Taylor. Anthony Walker. Anthony Walker, welcome to Philadelphia. (laughs) The ball is tipped, and there you are. Okay. Quackatology, 2021 free agency quackatology crowns Anthony Walker as the most likely free agent to sign with the Eagles. He is currently climbing up the ladder, cutting down the net, and he places it on top of Howie Roseman's head. Exciting stuff for everybody. 26 years old, started 48 games in four seasons, including 16 last year, but only played 68% of the snaps last year. Uh, not great athletically, does not have a lot of speed, uh, but uh, 317 tackles in the last three seasons. And so, um, you know, he's not going to be your long-term answer at uh, three-down linebacker, but maybe gives you a floor of competency. Maybe How much better move. is he than Alex Singleton and TJ Edwards? I don't know. Significantly? No, I'm... Needle-movingly? No, I mean, sing, he might be like in a, in a singleton category, maybe. Okay, doesn't seem no. worth it. My sincere hope. None is of that... these guys seem worth it, Bo. We just named the sixty-four freaking worst free agents <laughs> on the entire market. <laughs> My sincere hope is that is that, that is Eagles sign this guy. Very mean to Keelan Cole. <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles sign this guy. We're allowed in in the locker room this year, and Bo conducts an interview about how Anthony Walker feels winning the Quackatology, and Anthony Walker having no idea what Bo is talking about, uh, and how how long this this goes on, and like hopefully that's that's one of his first interviews in Philadelphia, and he is like, what is going on in this market? Listen, if, I think if, he's supposed uh, to be a nice guy. With that a we're going to be in the locker room so. to do these interviews. I will take it. <laughs> Okay. The thing is, Corey Graham is is a very nice guy, and uh, Corey Graham's looks at some of Bo's questions were awesome. Great Wolfston character. <laughs> What's our track record with this? Have we ever? Has, have any of our final four guys ever been signed? Have Good we question. done this before? We did it last year. Okay. Um, okay. And we did not. I think. I think like Byron Jones might have won. Mm. Oh well, that was the guy they wanted. So. Yeah, but he also might not have won. It might have been someone else. So, okay, there you go. I mean, just think. I someone can I, someone maybe maybe if there's a listener who's sick enough Dennis, to have made it to the Dennis, end of this you're not, episode. Come on, Dennis, you're not doing anything right now, and you know it. Come on, maybe, maybe go back to last year and listen. Tell so, us who won last year. So just and just, what the final four was. If you're going to tweet at us, you know, if you make it that far, you might as well let us know. Just real quick, an interesting thing uh, will be to go back and look at our grades from the Darius Slay trade last year. Um, and, and see how, how that aged, because I think, uh, if, if the Eagles had had their choice, they would probably rather have that third round pick and that fifth round pick from last year and, and the, and the money than uh, than slay. Was that fair to say? Oh yeah. yeah I mean, just the money. It's, it's hard to, it's hard for me to remember something I was more right about. <laughs> oh my God. Here we go. All right. Let's end this. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I mean, mercifully, I guess that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Thanks to everybody for listening. And uh, as we as we turn our 
attention to the looming league new year, it will be time soon to officially end this year with the Ospreys. So that will be coming up at some point soon. For Zach and Shield, I am Bo. And, I mean, poor Marissa. Cannot imagine how little of this she's been listening to. I think uh, she quit her job about 45 <laughs> minutes ago. I don't. I do not know that she's still around, and I don't blame her. I was actually racing to go back and find who did. Mm. You guys did. Uh, so we do not year. deserve you. Uh, what a producer! Yeah, if you need like a. And I can't like. I have to scroll so far. There's so many episodes. <laughs> yeah, that if is. You the need problem. like a reference, Marissa. You know, a recommendation or something to just get out of here. You know. You, you I mean, we have. We. Us. I feel like we have enough listeners out there that there are. So, there have got to be some people who are, you know, in in high positions of power, like positions to hire. Please, you know, hire Marissa and give her a lot of money so she can get on with her life. <laughs> Thursday, March twelfth. So, but it doesn't say in the description, so I'll have to listen to oh, the end. <laughs> Don't do that, please. <laughs> Mental health is important. Yeah. My I'm guess hurt. is I was talking about Devondre Campbell. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. All right. Uh, well, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be back uh, whenever we're back. Who's to say? And for all of us, as always, we love.